Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Not Another Mummy Podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode 41. Justine Roberts is my guest on this episode of the podcast and as the founder and CEO of Mumsnet it was fascinating to chat to her about why she set up Mumsnet and how she did it whilst juggling bringing up four children and on a shoestring budget. Uh, We chat about the challenges that she's faced from being sued by Gina Ford to keeping afloat when the money was running out in the early days. Justine also talks a little bit about getting that balance between allowing healthy debate and discussion on the Mumsnet forums, whilst also keeping an eye on things to check that they're not tipping over into a bullying culture. So grab a cuppa and I hope you enjoy this episode. Justine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, So you're a mum of four and you're top boss at Mumsnet. Um, you must get access a lot, but how do you make that work in terms of balance? Um, well, badly probably is the answer. Um, it's pretty chaotic. It always has been. Um, I'm intrigued that my husband never gets asked that question. Well, this is my next question. <laughs> yeah. How often do you think your husband gets asked this no, question? No, I don't, I don't think he ever has. And he's, you know, he's got a reasonably, you know, um, demanding job. Yeah. Um, and has occasionally been interviewed. Does he work in TV still? Yeah, he's, he works at Channel 4, actually. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, you know, my view on this stuff is... Uh, you you basically have to give up perfection. You, you know you have to embrace the chaos. You have to un, be gentle with yourself and understand that it's a compromise and nothing will be perfect. And you know, hopefully, your kids will be fine. I mean, I think my kids appreciate the fact I work, especially now they're teenagers. They want me out the way, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, how have you found that that the difference? Because obviously, when you started Mum's Net, you had yeah. very small children, yes. and now you have teenagers. How old are they now? Are they kind of late teens? Yes, yeah, so I've got some. So between twelve and nineteen. Yeah, with um, my two eldest are 19, and they were the inspiration for Mumstead. So you can see that's how old Mumstead is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, we were, you know, it was a very slow start for Mumstead. So it was all back bedroom stuff. 
Uh, I remember doing an interview with Five Live where I had two screaming toddlers on the other side of the door and I was holding the door shut with one hand and doing a a live phone interview with the other and I was bloody grateful when we finally could afford an office because actually working at home I found really quite difficult because young kids don't really understand. No, no. And you're just sort of telling them, go away the whole time. That that means you were the forerunner of, you know, like flex, the flexy working, (laughs) you know, making it work somehow. You know, all those rules there used to be about you've got to dress into work clothes, not be in your pyjamas all day. Yes. Try not to do the laundry and things like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, definitely, because we couldn't afford because we mums are just simply the business model really didn't work for a long time um so it really was we were begging and borrowing favors and not earning a salary and just you know hanging on in there really yeah but you must have known you must have had this real vision and this real belief that the desire was there for an online yeah. platform for mums yeah i mean what was definitely true was the forums took off yeah, although you know they weren't Massive. Anyone who was on them will know it was a very different place to what it is now. But, but they were really useful to people from quite an early beginning. It was just that for lots of reasons. One was, you know, Facebook hadn't started. No one really believed in the social web and the idea that brands were going to allow or wanted to be anything anywhere near a forum where people could discuss them freely was, you know, it was we were before our time. Yeah. Like that. And then the other thing is. You know, in the way that Mumsnet generates revenue, it's basically uh, an advertising model of, um, and you need scale. So it just for years was just kind of a no goer. Um, and uh, you know, remember also people were on dial up then. You know, the idea well, this that you're is it, yeah. E-commerce yes. was, it took took an hour to log on, and it must have been quite terrifying for you to see elements of the internet bubble bursting because you saw quite a lot of startups that were huge to begin with in the early noughties suddenly disappear and go under that's right and we you know we did try and raise money at the beginning and it was a good thing we didn't because had we done that we would have had a fancy office in Gargamel and lots of you know bills and and literally no revenue Um, so it would have been a painful experience I think so thank god I was rubbish at raising money (laughs) do you think that if you um, hadn't started mum's do you think you would have been a user of it? Uh, yes, I do. Although I think I would have been, as actually most of our users are, a lurker rather than a poster. I'm a lurker. Oh, yeah. No, well, most people, it's 20 to 1 lurkers. To really? Yeah. So Which is kind of interesting because from your point of view, those lurkers are still seeing the adverts. Yeah. So from a business point of view, that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, the whole point of... Mumsnet is to you know provide access to peer-to-peer advice to make people's lives easier so you don't always need to be the one asking the question yeah you can still read all the good advice yeah so I am a consumer of Mumsnet in the way that most people are and you know if I if I have a burning issue about pretty much anything I know that if I search Mumsnet it'll come up but more than that if you search Google quite often yeah, well, it's exactly. the Mumsnet threads that come up exactly and even if something is four five six seven years old yeah I will still click on it because this, yeah, yeah, this advice is universal and it's still relevant. And obviously some guidelines will have changed and some advice will have changed, but it's still worth reading. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And also what you, what you people after is, is, I mean, look, you can go onto NHS choices and get quite a lot of medical advice, for instance, but people want the authenticity of, of real experiences and how mm. different people dealt with different situations. Yeah. And, and that's, that's timeless and it's, um, 
and half the time what people want to know is that uh, you, there is a way through, that, that things change and pass and you can survive certain situations. And, and that's kind of what Mums, that's, that's the job it's doing now. And you're so right, actually, having those discussions and having the different difference of opinions and people arguing with each other. Yeah. Even if it happened four years ago, it's still, you know, you're bound to find someone who is seeing the world the way that you yeah, see exactly. it and it backs up your own exactly. views. And, I mean, and if we had any philosophy, it really was that there's no, no one right way of doing stuff. You know, it's horses for courses. Yeah. It depends what type of parent you are. And I don't know if you remember all the kerfuffle with Gina Ford a long time ago, but that, that was a classic. You know, she worked for some people. She really didn't work for others. And, yeah. and it wasn't that anyone was right or wrong. It was just what suited you know, uh, an individual, a baby, and their families. Yeah, their well. lifestyle. Yeah. And people are so passionate about those things, aren't yes. they? So yeah. that makes for great discussion on yeah. a forum like Mumsnet. Yeah. Um, so what have been the highs and lows of the past 17, 18 years for you as someone who's been at the helm <laughs> of Mumsnet? Well, I mean, I think it was, obviously, our start was fairly tricky because we launched right in the middle of, well, just before the dot-com crash. So mm. everyone was terribly excited, and then it was, oh, the internet's over and dead. And, yes. And it was quite hard, those first sort of six years of, whilst the community was growing and thriving and actually rather wonderful in that they occasionally would send us checks and things like that in the post. Um, Did that it happen? Was, no, literally, yeah. We wow. used to have an NPR-style appeal every now and then and, you know, say, oh, we can't pay for the servers and then people would send us cash which was lovely um but it was also it, it was you know it felt like you were sort of in some desert kind of trudging through wondering if ever there was going to be any rain and fertility and all that kind of stuff i'm stretching this metaphor too yeah. far. Um, and so it was a hard graft um and, you know, I couldn't afford to pay for childcare at that stage. So, you know, so it was all from the back bedroom. You yeah. Know, with, um, so that was, that was testing. And then I think we've had some, you know, we've had tons of, you know, fun. And, and it's always interesting. But we've had some challenges. You know, we've been... I think we've had more cyber attacks than most. We've been swatted. And my home has been swatted, which is when... Uh, literally an armed SWAT team is, is sent round to your house in response to someone calling and saying there's a, a gunman there. Who's, I remember reading yeah, the reports yeah. of this. That, that, yeah. that must have just been terrifying. Yeah, that was um, that was a bit unnerving, to be honest. And um, for the whole team, we had a bomb threat here as well and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it felt very a little bit lonely. Although, yeah. again, the mumsetters rallied round and, you know... Um, in those senses and then being sued actually quite bad you know it was quite bad it went on for a long time by by the aforementioned Gina Ford and she tried to get the site shut down and really? yeah we had a legal battle for a long time and that's quite <sighs> arduous you know you become that person who really can't talk about anything else yeah. other than their legal battle and also because this is something that you've built up from your back bedroom and to have somebody come along and yes. try to take it away it must have felt quite personal uh, yeah, well, I think it was personal in the sense that I don't, you know, it was a kind of um, indication of people, particularly famous people, not understanding that the internet was different to a newspaper. Yeah. That, you know, we weren't sitting there as editors deciding to, to run that comment on how someone thought you know, Gina Ford's methods were cruel. It just, you know, it was a discussion. Yeah. Um, and she treated it as if it was a personal vendetta, which it never was. In fact, 
weirdly, you know, for for one of my children, I really was a contented baby fan and I was doing it by the book and then it didn't work for the next one and I've seen all sides really yeah. um so yeah it was really that was really tough and and she had you know we were bombarded with legal letters actually and it was felt quite precarious but at the same time it we, we got a lot of help we got a lot of help from the users we got a lot of help from the pro bono lawyers so that was quite nice Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's good. And obviously now people must have a much better understanding of how the internet works and the fact yeah. that you guys are kind of facilitating this conversation, but yeah. you're not necessarily driving it. Yeah. But it must be quite tricky for you to um, with the forums as they are to know when to step in yeah. and there's been obviously quite a lot of criticism of Mumsnet over the years um, when it comes to the conversations that are happening yeah. and when yeah. is something fair game yeah. when is something bullying that word gets used a lot when it yeah. comes to Mumsnet forums yeah. so how do you get that balance with allowing the conversation to flow naturally yeah. and keeping things fair yeah well, I'm not sure life is fair, and I'm not sure we're trying to keep everything fair. And, and one thing I would say is I think Mumsnet's a walk in the park compared to most online comment sites. You know, when you read the Daily Mail comments underneath that, or, I try not or to. indeed Reddit, or any of these. Yes. Um, and I think largely, because it is a community of women, it A, gets more stick for that than it might otherwise do, and B, actually is quite reasonably self-moderating now that's not to say that unkind things aren't said they are often said and our rule on that is you know we we have a set of guidelines where we want to encourage conversation so lots of people object to stuff because it essentially isn't their point of view and we've got a we don't you know we're not going to delete for that yeah and then there is a kind of test of um sort of is it really does it kind of make you feel oh, that's really shitty and mean, or is it fair comment? And that slightly depends on who's being criticised. So we, we have a quite a firm rule about personal attacks on mum's net users. So in a conversation, you can't just say, I'm not going to say it, it's too rude, but you can't personally attack another user. We have a much uh, sort of more lax attitude towards 
um, comments about Peter Andre, if I'm honest. Poor Peter. I know. But also the other thing people don't get at all is, you know, we do not police comments. So we don't, you know, we don't publish them. We don't see them unless they're reported. Mm. So there's an awful lot of things where people think, oh, they're letting that happen. But the moment it's reported, if we look at it, we think, yeah, no, that's not right. We'd, we'd delete that comment. So and I guess you must be getting just thousands of comments every day. Yeah, so. we, we get 30,000 posts a week. Um, so we're not pre-vetting. Um, so we do rely on people to report stuff. And we do. We have a sort of set of guidelines and rules. Partly it's about not breaking the law. Partly it's about being, you know, not personally attacking. But then there is just a reasonableness test that does this feel in the round, in the hole, you know, nasty and vile. In which case, we, you know, our moderators, and we've always had paid moderators, incidentally, that do this you know professionally yeah we'll take it down but very often people will will look at a comment and not and not and they it's not been reported so it's not been sanctioned it's just still just there. there so but it is tricky because obviously it's a it's an opinion site yes and and lots of people are offended by lots of things that isn't necessarily um you know i i personally believe this whole move towards no platforming opinions you don't like is very dangerous it is it really um, is yeah. and we need to we need to stand firm at that but it is a tricky balancing act. yeah i think that healthy debate is always room for healthy debate yeah. always room for people disagreeing with each other um but i guess the, the the tricky thing is is that when people are behind the screen quite often they yeah. might say things that they wouldn't say face to face and so i think can... that's true but um i don't think it's anything like a, the bile you'll get on twitter you know and i also think that aggressive orthodoxies can grow up around what's allowed to be said and what isn't um a slightly different topic because i think you're coming at it from the point of view of a you know an individual that's feeling vulnerable and attacked but the other thing that can happen is you know you're not allowed to mention certain things because the orthodoxy on that forum or thread is you know we only believe in this way of doing stuff and that's antithetical to what we got set up for is oh you know it's a range of opinion it's horses for courses all that stuff so we've had to intervene there as well where we've noticed a forum has has basically disallowed an opinion Mm -hmm. because it's not the opinion that the majority of the loudest users kind of believe so so yes it's it's an ongoing challenge um and you know we 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 don't always get it right we'll hold up our hands we you know but people should report stuff because we at least we we need to see it before we can delete it so if you're lurking uh, if you're yes, lurking and you exactly. see things then do report it yeah. so tell me about the mum's net campaign for better postnatal care yeah so we surveyed our users um around this issue of, of care and what we found uh, and it's corroborated by the for the sort of spending in this area is that postnatal care is like the Cinderella of the National Health Service. It really gets very little resource. So uh, in the sort of scheme of um, a mother going in and giving birth, um, 92% of the spend is on the birth and 8% is on the postnatal care. Which is crazy. It, it is you know, and I'm not campaigning, by the way, for for the 92% no. to, to go down. No. That's essential, but yes. we need to we need to take postnatal care more seriously. And and there were some pretty shocking findings from our survey around um, women having not having about half of our users said they didn't get access to pain relief when they needed it after quite um, you know invasive 
stuff, I mean, you know, proper serious birth stuff, which we all know about. Yeah. Um, six out of ten said they didn't have access to food when they needed to, 20% said they didn't have access to water. Um, so, so basic stuff, really. And also a kind of generally not being told what was going on. So mm. not knowing when visitors could visit, not knowing that there wouldn't be any food available for 12 hours, so they should possibly ask someone to bring some. Um, so, so practical stuff that was just going wrong. And then a lack of staff, you know, a lack of staff to, available to take care of women after giving birth. And let's face it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty tough time. Yeah. You, know, you're pretty, you, you do quite a lot of preparation for birth and not much preparation for the bit after the birth. So, so you do need a bit of a helping hand. Um, and um, I think the, the stat that really sticks out to me is about one in five of our users have either not had another child after a bad experience or really thought twice about it. It was that serious. Yeah. that, uh, And it's very patchy. It depends on your location. This isn't an attack on the, the professionals in the NHS. It's about resource. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is that I think I'm quite guilty of saying, oh, it's the NHS. They're so under-resourced yeah. and underfunded yeah. that I'm almost too willing, I think, to turn a blind eye. Yes. And one of our one of our sort of recommendations is, you know, lots of hospitals have a complaints procedure. If you, it's, people are really reluctant to complain. A lot of people in our survey had had really bad experiences. Uh, when we asked them whether they'd actually made a complaint, they said no. You know, nine out of ten don't complain. Well, you don't want to make a fuss, do you? You don't want to make a fuss. But if you think of it as feedback, not complaint, yeah, uh, it is, and it, that it's helpful for them to improve, and they actually start doing something about it, and. You know what you want is the health service itself to say we need more resource for this. We, yes. need, you know, we can't do it on what on the money that we're given. So, what so, are the things that you guys are calling for? What are the changes that you want so, to see? So, we we want to see. We think there's a really simple answer that actually our users came up with, which is every ward has an information card. As you go in, you're given it. You're given basic information about. You know when when you can have visitors, when whether you need food, um, you know where the bloody toilets are and stuff like that. Because if there aren't enough staff around to help, you can work it out yourself at least. Yeah. Um, we want um, more money spent on postnatal care. Um, it lives with women for a long time if they have a bad experience. Um, it clearly contributes to postnatal depression as well, which has huge ramifications for people so and huge costs to the NHS huge as well costs, exactly that right so so um actually we had John McDonnell on for a web chat last night and you know he's agreed that Labour will look at including some stuff in their manifesto and hopefully we can get the same commitment from the others I say the others I mean the Tories I suppose yeah um, <laughs> and uh, and we'll um and and we can get this looked at properly because it's it's a real problem for lots of people Great. Um, Justine, before we finish up, I've got some quick-fire questions for you. Um, oh, and the other one, before you do oh. that, is we've also got to get bounty off the wards. The, the nine out of ten of our users think it's just insane that uh, you can get pestered by a, by a commercial rep trying to get your data. I'm so. with you. I'm with you on this. Yeah. I've got, I've got a, a free downloadable poster on my blog right now, in fact, that, that, that mums can download and stick to their hospital bed, which says, no, no thank you to yes. the bounty rep. <laughs> yeah. Because quite often you just don't have the words when you are in that post-birth haze. Yeah. Um, to actually say no to this cheerful lady who's yeah. popping her head around the person <laughs> yeah, yeah. to collect your data. Why are you Yes, I mean, yeah, trying know. to wrestle a baby to your bosom <laughs> yeah. for the first time. It's, exactly. you know, 
Yes, I'm with you on that. Say no to bounty. (laughs) Um, Okay, quick fire questions, Justine. Um, You're a twin Mm mum. What's your top twin tip from me as someone who's a few weeks away from having twins? Okay. Oh, God, this is meant to be quick fire. Yeah. Um, Okay, my top tip is paint... Well, are they identical? They are. Okay, so paint one of their toenails with nail varnish so you don't get them confused. I've had that tip already (laughs) and and I'm going to be doing it. Seriously, you think it's a laugh, but it's not. It's true. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I actually am slightly terrified as to how I'm going to tell them apart. Yeah. People have said to me, oh, you'll just know. You're their mum. Yeah. And the other thing in photos, when you look back, you won't know unless you literally do sort of almost colour code them. Tattoos on the forehead, has that been too far? No. Possibly. Too far. Um, and finally, what's been your most embarrassing moment as a mum? I mean, you must have had a few over the years. Um, oh, God. What do I think? There's so many. Um, God, you should have given me this in advance. I would have thought of it. <laughs> um, I, it's a school play. It's a nativity play with toddler... Um, I think well, it was actually really my my husband's, but we were together um, in the middle of the school play. One of my twins shouts out, "Go away, daddy!" <laughs> but were they on stage at the time? On stage. Oh no! On stage. You know, she was a star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he was mortified. Yeah, it's like, so that's on his behalf. Yes. Um, yes, but I've had lots. of I suppose punamis would be mine. They're always fun. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been there. We've been there. Justine, thank you very much for your time today. It's been so great to chat to you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. thanks to you for listening and I know I ask this on every episode but do please hop over to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review because it does help other people discover the podcast thank you and I'll catch up with you next time Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.